Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McEntee. Here we are, Lisa. Here we are. Welcome back, Dennis. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you could come and have this conversation with me today. You know what? We always have conversations. We just don't always record them. Hmm. And, hmm, hmm. Funny I think those it. non-recorded conversations probably need to not be recorded. Just, uh, you just know what? between you and my, you and me and the rest of the world. <laughs> probably. But, but even like a lot of times, these aren't even, very rarely are they scripted, right? We just have an idea, something that we're working with with clients or an experience that we've had that um, we, we just kind of pull some principles out that are super helpful for people. You know, and also there's just, you know, we try to, our team is really um, kind of aware and alert of what's going on in culture, what's going on in in the workforce today, what's, what's kind of happening, what are the pains and the problems that, that people are having. And, you know, there our team's constantly throwing out different ideas like, hey, you know, I'm seeing a lot of this. I think this is something we could really help people with. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. So uh, shout out to the team, kudos to the team. And, and Lisa, I'm, I'm excited to kind of continue this um, feedback conversation because we're, we're coming into a time, even with a lot of our clients, that we're using a lot of feedback instruments and we've got some fantastic proven diagnostic tools that we come in with and really help people get the awareness. And so I'm just thinking about, gosh, we have a lot of feedback conversations coming up over the next couple of months with our clients. And, you know, as you're listening to this, if feedback is something like, hey, I need to get some more awareness and I kind of need to like see my behavior and not have these blind spots. Um, please reach out to us. We'd love to have a conversation about some different ways that uh, we can really serve you in that. But at least you, you read- Well, hang on. Before yeah. you before you go on, I mean, let, let's just talk about that. There's a lot of companies, there's a lot of people and they use different feedback tools, feedback instruments, diagnostics, tests, and those are great. But the power behind those are the conversations that happen as a result. Yeah, it's so not just the data. It's not the data. It's it's the data is the foundation to be able to leap off into conversations and kind of just figure out how this works. And so if you're the, you know, if you're thinking, yeah, I'm just, I can, I'm just gonna go on and you know, 299, I'm gonna do this tool and I'm gonna have everything that I need, I'm gonna get this assessment or this instrument. That's great because it's a start, but it, the power of it is really how of the how these things work together and the kind of like digging down and and uh, assimilating and compiling of this information as an individual, but then also as a group on your team, in your family, in your organizations. Yeah, because Lisa, the conversation is really what's powerful because people don't change in a vacuum. It's almost like change, and really, it's all about changing behavior. And this is all about feedback because essentially all of these diagnostics, these tools, these instruments, they're just a form of feedback. And so here's what happens. Like if you just take an instrument and get the data, but you don't walk into a conversation and into a relationship, then more than likely you're not going to change behavior. It's kind of like, okay, hey, let's get married. Here's the ring. And then we don't do anything else. We're just engaged for life. Wasn't that our relationship? <laughs> no, it was not. It definitely, right? And, and kind of the power of our relationship is that quick feedback, mm -hmm. right? It's like we're always, we're always giving each other feedback. And as we have built this um, relationship of feedback over time, our feedback can be 
can be more quickly given and received because we've built the trust. We've, we've come to understanding on other topics and other areas. And so we have a quick frame of reference. And so the, in your relationship at work with your coworkers, with your higher ups, in your family, with your kids, with your marriage, the more feedback, the more give and take that you can have, um, the stronger the foundation and the kind of the higher up you can build. And so pretty soon you can get into this act. You're in this, you're in this realm of trust and vulnerability and transparency, and you can begin to just almost zing feedback back and forth, but it's received in the right spirit and in the right understanding, knowing that there's all of this positive water under the bridge, all of this positive um, relationship collateral that you have established over time. And it makes feedback really quick, which is the power of staying together as a team and, and kind of trying to stop this whole great resignation. It, it really is the power of like being in relationship. Yes. Right. That's a better, that's a better way to say it. Yeah. It, it, and this works in every area of your life, right? Whether it's your personal life, your professional life, um, you know, we're, we're not meant to do life alone. And the crazy thing about blind spots, and we've talked about this before, I'm sure, is that the blind spot is what other people see about me, but I don't see. Mm-hmm. And and you find, and that's powerful because in relationships, you begin to discover those things, right? Because they'll they'll share those things with you. And that and and in relationships, whether it's your work relationships or your family relationships, you know, whatever relationship it is, the more vulnerable you can be with those you can begin to kind of uncover those blind spots. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's, it's really about like increasing our results, mm-hmm. right? Having better outcomes. And listen, that can be a better marriage. It can be better family relationships. It can be a better business, a it better, can be better team. numbers. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's really about increasing the outcome. And really the key to that is changing behavior. And the first key to really changing behavior is to get this awareness. And the fastest way to do that is with feedback. So and that actually come brings us on kind of on our main topic today is um, the way we receive this feedback and kind of the differences between how women tend to. Now, this is not blanket statements. This is just how they tend to. Now, and this is this is off of an article from the Harvard Harvard Business Review. It was pretty pretty intriguing. Well, it was fascinating because when you read it to me, I. I had never thought about it. Yeah, it was I, I, it was classic. It was, <laughs> Our interaction was classic what they were saying in this article. Well, why don't you why don't you kind of summarize it and then like talk about our conversation earlier this earlier today? Yeah. So this is what's really interesting is when we receive peer feedback or when we receive feedback, it requires us to change our personal frame of reference. Which right? is super hard, right? It's like changing your story. Exactly. And so it requires us to change our personal frame of reference. Now, the, what the interesting thing is, is women, women tend to absorb new information into the way they see themselves. Okay. But men, they try to preserve their sense of self-efficacy, right? They're trying to preserve their confidence in their ability to exert control over their motivations, their behaviors, and their social environments. Right. right? Which, which is what kind of what causes us as guys not to really even hear it. Exactly. And so they tend to overestimate things. I know. I'm glad I never do that. They overestimate their leadership views because it kind of, you know, it like hurts their manhood. 
Well, it really hurts their confidence. And right. It, and here's sort of like, gosh, this is kind of a catch 22 as I'm kind of thinking about it because, you know, as leaders, it's that sense of confidence of being able to walk into uncertainties and make uncertainties certain for other people, which takes a lot of confidence. Which is why, which is what makes leaders great. And it's also what makes leaders incredibly um, unaware, vulnerable, vulnerable, unaware, um, and, you know, it's kind of like the kryptonite of a leader. Well, it's almost like your superpower becomes your kryptonite. Exactly. That's exactly right. right. And so what's really interesting is so um, <laughs> women's alignment of their self-image, it's, you know, kind of reflects what others think of them and it, and it helps them increase their self-awareness. So women tend to kind of get this feedback. They kind of like absorb this feedback and it changes their, it increases their self-awareness, Right. Well, increasing your self-awareness is the first step in learning. And so this is a little bit a a woman's superpower. Unfortunately, it can also be the kryptonite in receiving feedback because incorporation of negative feedback, right? Right. Kind of destroys their self-worth. It destroys your doubt. Yeah. Increases your doubt. Yeah. 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 And so then you're like, your competency is like, in question, your confidence is lowered and it can discourage women to take on new challenges. And this is just kind of like a typical women's response and a typical man's response. Well, and you know, I think it's why, you know, you mentioned um, off the air, it's, it's why women read social cues so well. Exactly. Right. So, so a great example is that uh, we, we went to a coffee shop here locally to um, meet the owner of the coffee shop. And I walked in and I talked to, I said, went to the barista and I said, Hey, so-and-so here. She goes, Oh no, she's not here. And I mean, I immediately didn't say a word. I turned around and I went to just start texting the owner going, Hey, where are you? We're supposed to meet right now. And, and after that interaction, like we walked away and you said, Dennis, that was so rude. Well, and in the meantime, I, I stepped in, I'm, you know, I'm seeing this interaction and I'm kind of (laughs) part of this interaction and I just kind of step in and I'm like, great. We would like, I'd like a a matcha <laughs> with oat milk. And I think, what what do you want? Oh, a dry cappuccino. You know, and just kind of like, I'm thinking, boy, that was a little rude. Well, you know what? But, but here's, here's what was like, maybe sad a little bit, right? Is because when you told me that was rude, I had no idea. I was like, I was almost like, well, what are you talking about? Right. I don't even know what you're talking about. And, and that's a great example of like I wasn't even aware. And so I need that feedback because I'll be in other situations just like that. If I'm right, it's going to happen over and over. And for me to be able to change that, that behavior, it's like, I have to first become aware that, Hey, this is a tendency that I have because I'm really task focused that, you know, I can sort of like cut people off or devalue relationships. Yeah. And it's, and what's really interesting is so women, the way women typically um, incorporate feedback um, it causes them to close the gap between per- self-perception and that feedback faster. So it's like how I, how I, my blind spots, it causes yeah. me to close the gap between my blind spots and what's, um, what I see. So my reality and everyone else's reality of me, when I receive that feedback, I close the gap faster. Whereas men, they, they tend, they can be slower at closing that gap between their feet between their blind spots and their self-perception. But, but that whole concept of women being able to close that gap faster 
is what allows them to have a greater sensitivity to social cues. Yeah, it's really Now, there are some men, now, pretty much, you know, women tend to be more sensitive to social cues than men do. Some, you know, we all kind of, I mean, there's this joke. Except like, me, I'm super sensitive to social cues. There's this joke like cues. there's like, you know, he's oblivious, <laughs> you know, and that, and it comes down to basically how we incorporate and assimilate feedback. And so that is something, so something for women to understand is, is being aware when it's negative, when it's negative feedback and when it's maybe just kind of for a woman kind of testing out, okay, is this, is this truly accurate? Where is this feedback coming from is a really important thing for a woman to evaluate. And also you as, um, as an entrepreneur, as an, as a employer, as a CEO, as a COO, or as a manager, when you give feedback, the importance of being able to recognize who you're giving feedback to Mm. and, and how they're basically wired as a woman. It's, it's kind of to giving feedback to a woman. It's, it's important. Okay. Is this feedback accurate? Is it true? Is it helpful before you assimilate it and incorporate it? Otherwise it could completely destroy your confidence. Well, it goes back to Lisa. Like we teach a lot of like leading people, how they want to be led but this even kind of breaks it down. It's like, hey, let's give feedback according to how other people hear feedback. And how they need to receive the feedback. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, I think um, at the end of the day, well, let's just call this reality check, mm-hmm. right? As you're kind of talking, it's like, you know, there's there's this picture I have in my mind of how I think it is. And then there's reality. And it's like, man, when there is a big gap between those two it, it it never helps relationships. It never like really produces results because I have sort of like this false narrative that I have in my head. And I never want to have like a certain narrative and my team have a completely different perspective. Exactly. Exactly. And let's break this down into simplest form. Okay. Yeah. Parents with kids, you've got your daughter, you say something to her, she breaks out in tears and she runs into the, her room crying, Right. Yeah. You you give the same thing to your son and he bristles and he's like, no, I don't. And and it's the the traditional the boy bucks up and the girl is crushed. And and you know, we're not we're not doing we're not doing blanket, okay, this is how everyone is, and we're not trying to lock people into a certain behavior pattern, but this is just kind of how we function when I being aware of, okay, I need to, at me as a female, I need to be aware of where my feedback is coming from and what it looks like. And me as a feed me as a female, when I'm giving feedback to someone who is a male or a female understanding traditionally how we function. And then you as a male understanding, okay, Hey, if somebody's giving me feedback, um, I'm going to work on not bucking up against it and not having it like have not, not having it. Almost going to that defensive reactionary type type of mode. Yeah. You know, just kind of realizing, okay, this is feedback. I'm not going to go immediately to the defensive. I'm going to see if I can assimilate and incorporate this. And then you as a male, when you are giving feedback to a female or a male realizing, okay, I need to, this is how I need to do feedback. And this has, okay, this has nothing to do with hormones, exactly. you know, 
pregnancy, time of the month, all of that stuff. It kind of more has to do with how we are in the innately, how we innately function. And it doesn't mean that a woman is weaker than a man. Actually, in this situation, she's actually stronger. She's stronger because she can because take it faster and make changes faster. It, exactly. A woman can get it, take it faster, make changes faster, be more low to social cues, and actually over time be so much farther ahead than a man. And a man can, um, it actually is what can get a man fired. Yeah. And at least this is so helpful for me because I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is really kind of how I wreck, even like in our relationship, you, you give me feedback and my first reaction is to bristle and defend and to sort of, you know, not, not, re- not really assimilate it. Like it's right. going to take me Which some hurts time. hurts your self-awareness. Absolutely. Right. And, and then it's really, because I'm really all about, and here's the hard thing. It's like, I'm really all about maybe like protecting my confidence Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little egocentric, to a fault, right? To a fault, right? And then, and, and then it's like I have to have the confidence, but if I overextend that, it really becomes like my kryptonite. Exactly, and that is that's part of why it's important to develop these relationships over time, these relationships of trust and vulnerability over time, because I mean we've been married almost thirty-two years. And we, um, we know we trust each other. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean we don't hurt each other because we do, but you know, it's like, I give you feedback and you being able to like, okay, the foundation of this relationship that I'm getting feedback from you is, is you have my best interest in mind. Yeah. So, so Lisa, let's go through, we just created a a brand new tool and we weren't necessarily planning on this, but let's just talk about like the foundation. Okay. Okay. And then let's talk about this foundation. I think that leaders, cause it's almost like, okay, I get what you're saying. I I understand it, but it's like, okay, what do I do with this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just talk real quick about how to create this foundation. It's really all about like creating these safe places. Yes. Right. So if I have a safe place, it's a lot easier for me to receive the feedback. I, I know for whatever, sometimes I don't have the right narrative Mm -hmm. and you come in and give me feedback and I I feel like, I don't feel like it's safe. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, that's just my own narrative. So three quick things is first of all, as leaders, like we need to be curious. Right. Almost like be like, hey, I wonder why, and just keep this sense of curiosity with people, not not to put people in a box or almost like not to compare others with, right? And then that's being curious with yourself rather than being curious with others. Yeah. And it's but right, it's being that's that's not driving your curiosity into somebody else, like, why did you do that? Yeah, it's it's, it's almost like, hey, I'm different, I'm unique, I'm different than you. Why do I do these things? And almost be curious about your behavior. And you know, we talk about a lot of things like with our team is this whole idea of like, hey, it's just an experiment. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause sometimes like I, I tend to take things too seriously. We have certain team members that tend to take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes just sharing that, Hey, let's just try this. Hey, this is just an experiment. You almost look at it as an experiment. And a lot of times with projects, you can look at that. So just kind of keep this curiosity and, and then really work to be transparent, mm-hmm. right? Just, just be open, you know, cause sunlight is the best disinfectant. Right. And even though, gosh, it really hurts my feelings and I'm receiving this, it's like, it's really the best news. Mm-hmm. And then just stay in like a, a humble attitude. Right. right. Just almost like this attitude of, I'm always learning. I always can learn. Right. And, and I can even learn from people that I lead. 
I can learn from experiences, situations, projects, people. It's like every day becomes this learning event. And almost like keeping this sort of, I know for me, this is sort of like the three things that I really have to continue to work on. And then I think, you know, a, a fourth thing would be now th- those are, those are great, curious, transparent, and humble. And from a male perspective and a high leader, you know, that kind of protects against protecting ourselves. Yeah, It keeps the heart open. Whereas yeah. sometimes with women, you can assimilate this feedback too quickly. You yeah. can be too transparent or too humble and not necessarily be brave Hmm. or not necessarily be strong. And so then there's this aspect of, of strength and bravery, knowing that it's where you build a little bit of a wall before you just let all of the waves come crashing. Okay. so, So that this is super, this is super fascinating, right? So for some people, you need to be brave, strong, and confident. Mm-hmm. When you're see- for others of us, we need to be curious, transparent, and humble. Well, I I truly think everyone needs to be brave, strong, confident, curious, transparent, and humble. But based on how you are innately, depends on how you need to rank those, and yeah. to what extent you know what needs to be your top. You know, like Dennis, for you, maybe your top needs to be transparent or humble. Maybe your top needs to be transparent. I'm really humble. Come on. You are actually, that's probably one of, (laughs) your humbleness is actually one of the reasons I fell in love with you. Transparency, you know, we're still working on it. (laughs) You know, but for me, you know, it may possibly be my my confidence because I can be, I'm, I can tend to be brave and strong, but I'm not necessarily always confident. Now you may not know that because my I can take my brave and strong and and it appear confident and it appear confident and so I think based on how each individual is, you know, you kind of need to rank yourself. It's kind of like um, you know five love languages. That's kind of a a thing, you know, and you're you've got a top one or two, and then you've got a bottom couple, and ranking how you kind of fit on this. Well, this is the same thing. Yeah. And, and we'll put five love languages um, in the show notes there. Yeah. So just, if you haven't read that book, it's not really a feedback book, but it's, it's just fascinating. So Actually, it's a really good feedback book. And now that I say that you're right. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. So, you know, I think everyone, everyone needs these aspects of brave and strong and confident and creative and transparent and humble. And a really good idea would be to sit down and just kind of rank yourself on what you feel you're really, what, what your superpowers are based on, and then what your um, lack is, and then going through and a little bit, you almost need to flip that ranking Hmm. and know that, you know, what you're lowest on naturally is probably what you need to protect the most. That's really, really helpful. If I'm, if I tend to like, I'm, I'm pretty curious, curiosity. I, I could be curious in my sleep. I am, I, my, my kids accuse me of like always wondering, oh, I wonder why the grass is so green and gosh, how it's something, they build? It, it's something there's, I need to work on. There's always something, but so I, I don't need any help being curious, but yeah. I need to protect my confidence because maybe confidence is my lowest. Hmm. And so I need to just flip that and be aware that that's kind of how I'm built. 
Yeah, and I think the the key really is that we want feedback to happen faster, quicker, more often. At least I even, you know, I mean, just think with a couple relationships where I don't give super strong feedback because I know it will slow it will slow this process down. And and I want to and, and almost like I know it would destroy the confidence. So I'm always very cautious about how, which is maybe a good thing, but maybe if we had this conversation about confidence right? We could be able to have like faster feedback instead of me holding back a little bit. I don't know if I agree necessarily on you holding back, but I think it's more your well, method, your delivery of it and absolutely. your methodology. Well, and I don't think I should hold back. I don't think you but should I know hold I do. back, but I also don't think you should give that the, those people that it would hurt their confidence or slow them down. I think it's more a way of realizing how you're giving feedback. Which is a totally different podcast. Because I think you can still (laughs) give feedback and a lot of feedback, but it's more in your methodology. And which I think is why you tend to not give me as much feedback because you feel like it would slow me down and hurt my confidence. But what do I truly crave most from you is is feedback. feedback. And what do you probably give me the least of is feedback. And so I don't think it's a matter of whether you should give me feedback or not give me feedback. I think it's more a, met- a matter of changing your delivery of the feedback um, not and also changing your mental perception of feedback Yeah, and, and, and kind it, of broadening that concept. It, and I think that's probably true for, for everybody. So, so listen, we, we kind of dived into like personal relationships, but I mean, this not only works in your marriage and with your kids, I mean, this really plays itself out with teams. In the workplace. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Lisa, do you, do you have like some final like, thoughts or like big takeaways, like, like, like for me, like this whole idea of like these six categories, yeah. well, it just, it just fascinates me. It's like, uh, I'm like, I'm already thinking about, okay, where do I need to learn and develop and almost get better at, and really to work on having a reality check, mm-hmm. right? Is that make sure that my narrative is the same narrative that other people see. Right. And really like see it because then I can make the best decisions to increase your self-awareness. Absolutely. And then, and then also I think, so you, um, you're kind of a high leader, you're a driven person, you know, you're very kind of much how a typical guy, you know, stereotypical (laughs) guy would receive feedback. You mean egotistical and arrogant? Well, I wasn't going to say that. No, you're not. You're not <laughs> egotistical and arrogant, but I think you could sometimes come across that way. A hundred percent, because you're yeah. actually pretty humble. Yeah, yeah. But but in the process of being driven to accomplish the goal, yeah. it can sometimes come across that way. And so, just being aware of you and how you are trying to increase your openness to yep. receive the feedback, so you can increase your self awareness which would give you greater sensitivity to social cues. And then for someone like me being able to understand, okay, Hey, I need to evaluate the feedback that's given to me to not, to not so quickly incorporate and assimilate that. So it doesn't cause me to doubt my competency. And so it doesn't lower my confidence, but to also realize that my ability to assimilate feedback, I am a champion in that. And it causes me to have a greater self-awareness and greater self and greater social cues. And so it's, it's one of those like, Hey, I've got a pretty good superpower, just like you do. And realizing that my superpower on receiving feedback and your superpower on receiving feedback has comes with its own 
kryptonite and yeah. just being able to know that we need to be more self-aware in that. Yeah, it's really powerful. You and know, also when you're when you're talking with your team. I yeah. mean, that's super important to realize, okay, when I'm talking to my team, I've got to have these concepts. Yeah. And so listen, we we've got an ask this week is this is a fantastic podcast to share with your team. Mm. So if you're you're using your app, just hit share and um, text it out to different team members. And, and our big ask is just text it to one person and have a conversation about this. But it would be fantastic to share it with your team and then use it as kind of a platform to have a dialogue over. How, to, how, how, how you're giving and receiving feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that would be our big ask today is um, share the podcast with uh, team members or share it with or, a friend or somebody or your that spouse can- if they'll listen to it. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe your kids, your older kids. Yep. So our big ask today is, um, you know, share this. And and the whole reason behind that is, is let's, let's just increase our, our strength of relationships. Let's increase our trust and opening dial, having dial, open dialogue is one way to increase trust, increase confidence, increase relationships. So we can go faster and further and we can do it together and not alone. Yeah, Lisa, it's been fantastic. Thanks for uh, kind of spearheading this conversation. And uh, listen, we will see you next time on the Drama-Free Living Podcast.